0: Thank you, good night. It was one of those really interesting political times. Read my lips. In 87, there's the stock market crash. And then in 1990, there's uh, Operation Desert Storm. There's this mood of real anxiety, especially for young people. In places like Seattle, this was a uh, really sort of characteristic of the mood of the music scene. Everybody was working really crappy day jobs and and driving crappy cars and, and renting, you know, group houses. Really no future in sight. They had to play music. It wasn't to get a record deal, it wasn't to go on tour, it was, it was what they did, what they were driven to do. You always had the dream of uh, being a rock guy but uh, didn't seem real you're not living in a town where that's where you see people that happening to too much you know the first time i met nirvana i don't think they had taken a bath for three days and they were pretty fried out and kind of crusty but at the time we had no expectations you know we were just making a, a punk rock record and having the time of our lives So when Nevermind comes out September 24th, 1991, it's a sort of a dividing line between uh, the old era and the new. Nevermind was such an amazing record and such a scene-defining record. It was incredibly exciting the day that Nevermind knocked Michael Jackson out for number one was seen as extremely symbolic because you know Michael Jackson was the king of pop he was the old guard and here comes nirvana I was on the tour bus with Soundgarden when we got the news and I think the the walls shook on the bus that was a moment in history I would turn and get the audience and the band in the pictures because the audiences were kind of notorious for going crazy. It was sort of like Beatlemania. It was like hysteria and I would never really seen anything like that before. Kurt singing is maybe the thing that made them. That's why the Unplugged record is the most sort of chill-inducing. A friend. A friend. He does that thing that only a few people have done, Lennon could do it. Like uh, You hear the note, and then you hear like a distorted version of the note at the same time. And Kurt could do it probably better than anyone. Mary. Ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, the word grunge, you know, your mom and your grandmother knew what grunge was. It was like anybody who was from Seattle, who was under 30. Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. A couple of years later when it blew up uh, for like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, it, I, I wasn't envious of those guys at all. You know, I'm glad none of us were on the cover of Time Magazine being called a spokesman of a generation. It's, nobody asked for that, you know. Cobain slipped into a coma last night after taking a large dose of painkillers with champagne. Drug addiction undermined the ability to go forward, and I see that as the the greatest undoing. Cobain's body was found in a house in Seattle on Friday morning. He was dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun blast to the head. Everyone who is alive and pretty much remembers remembers that day. I can never hear Kurt's voice without thinking about his suicide and, and 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 what a tragedy it was. Even though I still recognize the brilliance of it when I'm hearing it, why we're talking about this record 20 years later? It's been described as a sea change, and it was. It was huge. It was huge. I I think I think Kurt Cobain and Nirvana are on that very short list of artists whose work it transcends their time.